0: Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, John Helmkamp, Matthew Betts, and Matt Okada.
1: What is up? Welcome in to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Fellas, I am so excited for this show. I, you know, well... It's just another Tuesday night. I don't really know if there's anything special going on this evening. Uh, nothing. Um, Just kidding. We have John's birthday bash on the show tonight. Hopefully you're watching live either on YouTube or on Periscope and Twitter. Um, man, I don't know who plans these shows, but whoever does it is just the best. Like, you know, maybe, maybe you could say he's the bets. Um, you could. Come ah, on the show. It could be said. He says, you know what? It's John's birthday. He loves running backs. Let's talk top 12 running back rankings on tonight's show, fellas, how we doing? John, happy birthday. How are you doing, my man?
2: Thank you. Um, I'm 30, which is an, a new milestone. Oh. It's, a, it's a brave new world. Uh, there's more and more white hairs in my beard every day. Um, but I'm doing well. I mean, things have been, you know, uh, pretty pretty cray-cray around here lately, getting through. Um, so we haven't really, like, informed the, the listeners or our Patreon subscribers or anything like that. My ex-wife tested positive for coronavirus, Um, and we've got two small kids, so I get a phone call at like 4.40 in the morning from her, like, I have a fever of one hundred two, and I'm really scared. Can you get the kids? That was last Wednesday, so almost a full week now, and uh, yeah, I decided to go get them bright and early at like 5.30 in the morning, and we're just quarantining here in a small little apartment and making the most of it, but... Birthday's been good. I baked a cake with my kids and, and had had some fun. So it Ooh, there you was go. it was good. Now they're asleep and I'm here partying with you fools and drinking some scotchy scotch scotchy. So things are things are good.
1: Love it. Scotchy Scotchy. Mm-hmm. Scotch, scotch, scotch. I love scotch. Scotch. Down to my scotch, belly. scotch. <laughs> Big Okada, what's going on with you, man? Uh basically the complete
0: opposite of that in that nothing interesting is going on. I'm just continuing to work from home. And then uh, podcasts, <laughs> and uh, that's, that's about it.
1: Hey, things can be worse. You know, you could have two worse uh, co-hosts. I mean, let's be honest. Um, I'm super mm. excited for tonight's show, guys. It's going to be fantastic. We're talking about our top 12 running back rankings, and we also have a major announcement on the show. Oh Tonight, Ooh. we... Have been hyping it up on the show, on our social media platforms, at Pod saying, if you wanted to assign Devonte Adams' jersey, here's how you get into the, the contest. We are announcing that live tonight on the show. Fellas, should we do it now, or do you want to wait till like midway through uh, the show? Also, yes, shout out to Nate Devont Bay Devont Adams, Bay. Uh, the man. I think we should do it let's, now. I think yeah, it's the we just. probably let's, most right, let's important Let's, now. Part let's just podcast. get it. Let's Who just get it to hear out of running way. backs. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, hey, if, if I was listening to the show personally, I would probably just go. You know what? Yeah, I either want it or this is awesome. I'm gonna keep listening. We, or no, we i all know. Win, so see you guys later. We all
2: know this. The reason Nate's here. Oh, and then he drops it in the comments. Yeah, he's totally just here for the jersey. That's hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Absolutely. Why Nate's here? <laughs> wait, so does that mean we
0: should say it for the end? So they have to suffer through the whole podcast first?
1: Oh, that's a good call. I think we Ooh. should.
2: I don't know, Nate.
1: No, we'll do it now. We'll do it Draw now. We'll do it All right.
2: We'll, we'll lose him if, if we don't.
1: Yeah. All right, boys. We had over 500 total entries. Now, we, you know, there was tiered entries, basically. If you are a Patreon subscriber, you get 10 entries. If you were a YouTube subscriber, I think you got three. And then it was five for a rating interview on your podcast app. So these tiered entries, you could get a ton of entries into this. And I'm happy it went to one of our Patreon subscribers because he's a good dude um, obviously he had the most entries being a patron subscriber. Shout out to Brandon Shoemaker. Good friend of the show. Hey, you are the winner of the signed Devonte Adams Jersey. Uh, hit us up in Slack. Feel free to let us know how you want to get that Jersey. Send us your address. We'll get that to you. I'm very sad to see it go because it is beautiful and it is gone as of now. Boys, we got to do another one. Um, we got to do another yeah, giveaway here soon. Ooh, so, true, uh, I think we should, and we'll figure out a new way to get in the, ent- the entry to that contest. So super excited about that, and uh, really happy to give that to Brandon. Good dude. Uh, thank you for supporting the show, Brandon.
0: Hey, if you're a listener and you want a jersey, tweet at us at the Redshirts account. Let us know what jerseys you guys want, yeah. and then maybe that'll give us some inspiration for the next jersey. For sure. For sure. mm. We could like also we lot. could
2: also go the college route too. I mean, if you guys are really super into the rookies, we know um, that's what super, you want, John. You uh, are not a lot eligible hey, to win, okay? I, I might I might just go out <laughs> and buy one of those myself and just put it like right next to my flag. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, just let us know what's what's good. We'll go out there and see what's available.
1: Love it. Um yeah, also, by the way, John, if we mm-hmm. did that contest and you won or if you were in the entry to decide which one we got, I don't know that we could actually do that because I think you would make us pay way too much money out of budget <laughs> to actually get said jersey. So, uh, yeah, anyone but JT, uh, <laughs> and I'm in. That's probably true. That's probably All right, true. fellas, let's get into a quick news update, and then we will get right into running back rankings. I got great news, guys. Oh, oh great oh, news. Hey. News, 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 news,
2: news, news, news. news, news.
1: All right, guys, we can be pretty quick with this. Dak Prescott officially signs his franchise tender. He will be there. He will play this season. I don't think any of us really were worried about that. We've been talking about Dak quite a bit as maybe a tier one quarterback this year. We talked about it on our uh, second to last show, talking about our top 12 quarterback rankings. So check that out if you missed it. Uh, Fellas, any real news to break down here or just kind of passing on the news and we can get to the next piece? No
2: more of the same they're still at a standstill they still have i think it's another like month roughly to hammer out a, an extension um they can get it done but i don't know is this going the kirk cousins way or are we just going to see him get tagged like back to back seasons and then go somewhere else i, I don't know I, what's taking so long like we've been we've been talking about it well, his price for tag, a year
0: supposedly i get wants, it and he also he wants
1: He wants four years instead of five. They want to lock him up and uh, make it more efficient, so to speak, from a year-to-year standpoint. He wants the money, and I can't blame him. The dude's a winner, and he's done fantastic things for the franchise so far. So, um, yeah, he deserves it. Pay that, man. All right, fellas. Next piece of news here, and, and, you know, it's not even news. Again, Mm. it's June. There's no OTAs. We need something in our lives that is football-related anyway. The Seahawks and the Ravens have had, quote, internal discussions about signing free agent Antonio Brown. I'm gonna kick it right over to birthday boy here. He's got the Seahawks hat on. Oh gosh, uh, John. John, is this a thing? Do we think this is possible? What do you okay, hear? So you are
0: you are. Before you answer, you are limited to
2: 30 seconds. No
0: six minutes. <laughs> rant. Thirty. Yes.
1: yes. Okay. Wait.
2: I'm gonna watch the timer. <laughs> the news section. Not okay. The main thir- show. Thir- Thirty seconds. It's his birthday.
1: Give him. Give him 40. Come on. All right. 40 <laughs> seconds starting in right, the I next like it. three,
2: two, <laughs> one. Okay. First and foremost, I think there's a little bit of merit to this because Russell Wilson has been fairly vocal over the last like six months or so about wanting them to kick the tires on Antonio Brown. He's said it, and he's the dude. They just paid him a boatload of money. He's there. He's in charge. Um, if he really wants AB, and if he's really lobbying for him hard behind closed closed doors, it's entirely possible that they take the chance on him. Um, I don't understand it necessarily. Like, I get that you need depth but get someone that's less of like an alpha type player to be a depth piece because you have DK Metcalf, you have Tyler Lockett. I'm sorry, this is going to a minute. Um, (laughs) It doesn't make any sense because they generally run a two wide receiver set most of the time. Hmm. So I I don't really understand where AB actually fits. I just know that Russell Wilson wants to play with him. And if Russell Wilson wants it, there's a good chance they do. Um, I think the one that loses out in that scenario the most might be Tyler Lockett.
0: Yeah. I would agree with that, and the one th- the one part I would disagree with, I think, is that any team could use Antonio Brown. Literally, the Buccaneers with one of the two best wide receiver duos yeah, ever yeah. could use Antonio Brown. So, uh, I, I think if Ravens is a better fit, because they don't have Diddley Squad, except for his cousin, which makes it make even more sense, that would be very interesting to see. I, I would put money towards that versus Seahawks if I had to choose. Same. The question bets is if he goes to either of these teams, is he draft-worthy? And the answer is yes.
1: Oh yes. Absolutely. How high? Mean, the dude is off his rocker, but if he lands <laughs> if if he lands with the Ravens, dude, like it's juicy. he's only yeah. competing with Marquise Brown and of course Mark Andrews. But the wide receiver depth chart is not scary. You know, it's Willie Sneed, it's second year player Miles Boykin. Like not scary He's as gonna step into <laughs> an immediate role. Um if he landed with the Ravens as of today, I would say maybe like third or fourth round. I would go in on Antonio Brown. That sounds ground, all right. No, no higher than that. Okay, and I think that factors in some of the risk. Yeah, with the Seahawks, I don't know. I, I wouldn't I, I just want don't see it. it happening. Like, I, yeah, I just don't see it happening.
2: I don't know. I don't but really know why we'll he see. would want to go there. Like, one, if he wants to go play anywhere, with Russ. well, yeah, to play with Russ. Yeah. But you could also play with Lamar. Oh, in your True. old division, and stick it to the Steelers True. twice per year. Yeah, and that one it, makes the most sense. It makes the most sense. Like With this yeah. being AB that we're talking about, that revenge tour, like, you know that that's there. He's here like, for it. that's That's part of the reason <laughs> why I'm sure that that conversation is taking place.
1: Just so we can go out there and oh, yeah.
2: torch their secondary, which is not good.
1: Not good. Not good. <laughs> As Okada likes to say. <laughs> All right, boys. Let's get into our top 12 running back rankings. This is the cream of the crop. This is who you want to target early in your draft. Um, we're going to discuss kind of where we have these guys in our ranks, and then kind of debate who's too high, who's too low, what's the upside, what's the downside, all that good stuff, fellas. I'm so happy that we are the ones bringing this to the fantasy community. This is groundbreaking analysis. It really is. Christian McCaffrey is our one <laughs> uh, top ranked quarter, our running back. Excuse me, in our ranks. Uh, I don't know what it to say about the dude. Yeah. yeah, shocking. You know, it's just hot takes. This is brand um, new information. The a stud. He is the offense. The defense is going to be terrible. Teddy Bridgewater is going to target him at an obscene rate. We saw what Clyde Edwards-Alaire did with Joe Brady at LSU last year. We've seen what Alvin Kamara has done with Joe Brady in in New Orleans. I mean, Christian McCaffrey might top his receiving production from last year. That's legitimately what I feel for him this year. You know, Obvious one, I, I, I can't really think of a scenario where you don't take him as the top running back. Can you guys see a scenario where maybe you don't?
2: Especially in any form no. of PPR, no, not a chance. Um, yeah. If and it's like the guys who would
0: challenge him are also PPR studs like Saquon, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So that doesn't help at all. Like, if this was the ZK day, maybe, and we thought he was going to have a chance at 2,000 rushing yards or something disgusting like that, maybe in a standard league he comes into the conversation, but that's not the case. There's no one close. He had 2,400 scrimmage yards last year, guys. Do you do you understand Disgusting. that is so many yards on 400? I do touches. not understand. How I don't that either. Happened. And uh, by the way, as a note, if you listen to this podcast, in for a any bad offense, episodes,
2: like yes, terrible quarterback play,
0: you will hear me preach about regression and that every player who sets a record is going to regress. I don't really know if Christian McCaffrey yeah, is going to regress. He's going into his fourth season. He's 24 years old, barely. Still there swinging. is nothing, there's no reason to expect him to go backwards at all. He got, he got that bag, as well. He got that
2: bag yeah. a couple months ago, also. Yeah. yeah. He's he's exactly. their offense. Like, Christian McCaffrey will probably be a wide receiver one. Yes. Like, We're his wide receiver numbers would be wide receiver one territory. Like, Lamar Jackson.
0: catches catches, 1,000 yards, and four touchdowns receiving last year. And
2: you know those touchdowns are going to go up. Like there's, there's no way in the amount of targets that he sees and the yardage that he got to only get four receiving touchdowns out of that is kind of shocking. Like I wouldn't be surprised at all if he has six to eight receiving touchdowns, receiving Christian McCaffrey, a running back. Like Lamar Jackson is a running back one at the quarterback position. Christian McCaffrey is a wide receiver one at the running back position. Oh, and he's also a running back one in his rushing stats. Like, like in his running stats, like
0: (laughs)
1: he good,
2: he, he good. He's good for fantasy football. He's the 1.01. It's easy. Move on.
1: I think we can end the conversation there. Perfect. Uh, Fellas, number two in the consensus ranks, it is Mr. Saquon Barkley. Now, Mm -hmm. I think you could argue he is a better overall runner of the football than some guys on this list. He's obviously dynamic. He's obviously a huge weapon in the passing game. But the only pause I have with Saquon, and it really isn't even pause, it's just kind of a knock on him if you even want to say that, is just we're, we're not seeing the targets that we saw with Eli Manning at quarterback. Now you have Daniel Jones, who's obviously a little bit more mobile. Um He's got his playmakers back in the offense, which he did not have last year, talking about guys like, um, you know, Golden Tate, who was suspended, Sterling Shepard, who was injured, Evan Ingram, who was injured. So that's really why I have him at two versus one. Totally fine if someone wants to just diversify their you know rankings or if they want to maybe take Saquon in one draft and Christian McCaffrey in another. If they have the 1.01, that's fine. Um, locked in at two for me. Dude's a stud. I mean,
2: Saquon Barkley, in my opinion, is the most talented running back in the NFL uh, as a runner. Um, I, mm. I I know Okada wants you. No, he's not. It's Dalvin mm. Cook. It's Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. No, is I don't c- wouldn't say Cook is. No, it's close. It's close. <laughs> it is close. Dalvin Cook is an incredibly talented runner as well, but for me, Saquon is the best pure runner in the NFL. Um, I hear a lot of people that are knocking like the offense that he's in as being part of the reason why maybe he doesn't have the ceiling. I, I mean, he's still going as the running back too. Like it, no one's really. I I haven't seen anyone bump him out of that spot yet. Like to me, he's he's been the RB two everywhere that I've looked. But people are like, well, the offense is terrible and there's not a whole lot of weapons. And, and it's just like, guys, like you're saying all the same stuff that people were saying about Christian McCaffrey with his like terrible quarterback play, but he was just like a, an all timer last season. So to me, Saquon has an incredibly high ceiling. I think he's coming for that rushing title this year if he stays fully healthy. Um and, and Saquon's just a stud. He's that dude. I love him.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean the other thing, too. I was going to say, it's just the other thing, too, that's different about him versus the other backs is you know that he can hit the home run on any given play, right? Like, 50 yards out, the dude can house it. 70 yards out, the dude can house it. Like, it's going to happen uh, at some point throughout the season. And I'm just going to keep talking so that John can't get anything in here <laughs> because he's doing hand signals on the screen. No, I'm just kidding. What's up, John?
2: Did y'all coordinate your outfits? What happened? I Actually. didn't even realize, oh. Actually. and I just looked <laughs> <linked laughs> up, <laughs> and I was like, "Black tank top season." Okay. For the listeners, we're both wearing <laughs> black tank tops. We're
0: also both wearing backwards snapbacks. But mm-hmm. interestingly enough, John, before you came on, we were—I was discussing going and finding a white tank top, so, so that you it would, would be yin backwards yang. colors. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. yin yang. But adorable. I couldn't find a clean one because I don't do laundry anymore because I work in my underwear all day. Why, why does it have to be clean? <laughs> so, it's
2: literally just the chest up. That's like, true. Are That's you splattering mustard on the shoulder straps? Like, I mean, I'm, probably. I'm really concerned. Uh, I'm Shoulders living in my own <laughs>
1: film
0: at this point. Yo,
1: they, t- they said move to Vermont. It's going to be beautiful in the summer. It has been 90 degrees for six straight days and not a drop of rain. Oh, I do not have air conditioning. It is so hot. And spoiler alert, I'm not wearing pants. So <laughs> that's where I'm at these days, boys. Um it is so freaking hot. Anyway, let's move Happy on. Happy birthday, to John. Th- I'm not wearing pants. Yeah.
2: All right. Good talk, buddy.
1: <laughs> I didn't wear pants to your birthday party. There you go. Now I feel about uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> third running back in our ranks here, Ezekiel Elliott. Guys, yep. he's as safe as they come. He is fantastic. But we have a co- our, uh, excuse me, an offensive coordinator here who has been known in the past to maybe forget about the run game a bit in Mike McCarthy. There's a reason people were saying free Aaron Jones for two years. Um, I don't know that that happens because Zeke is clearly another level of player. And it's the best, I think, maybe the best offense in the NFC, potentially. Um, It's certainly debatable. They put up the most yards last year. Uh, You know, what is there to say? Third, I would take him second. If, if you really felt strongly, I would feel totally fine with that. He's locked in there at three for me.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, there's a couple things here. One is to your point, McCarthy never had anything close to Ezekiel Elliott. He had Eddie Lacy for a bit there, <laughs> which was, you know, he's fat Eddie. Eddie. Uh, fat I Eddie. miss him honestly. I wish he had not which, disappeared. You know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then he had the a bit of the mix of the Jones and Williams situation, but A.S.A.P. Mo, it, it, what up, dude? It, I saw it, dude. I saw it. Uh, not, none of those guys were, were Ezekiel Elliott, so I expect that to change the temperature a bit in the room. But additionally, Kellen Moore is still there. He was the offensive coordinator yes. last year, which was when Zeke finally blew up in the receiving game, by the way. Had 54 catches for 420 yards. Um, And hes I, I don't expect Mike McCarthy to come in and say, hey, Kellen, the offense that you ran last year that led the league in yards and turned Dak into a superstar... Uh, we're changing it up completely, and we're going to go over to the Packers system right. from the days of old. Uh, sorry. So sorry. I don't really expect that to happen. So both those things combined give me little to no concern. Zeke is a locked-in top-tier running back. He's up there with Saquon, in my opinion. I think yep. they're almost interchangeable.
1: I like it. Yeah. I'm uh, Number like... four. Yeah, number four on our list, guys. I think it's going to be a little bit more of an interesting conversation. Um, it's Alvin Kamara, and he's number four for all of us. So we agree that he's here at four for that's us. That's interesting. But I have been I playing around be with the idea of... I thought that there would some variance there. That's, yeah. that's interesting. I've been playing around with the idea of moving him up in my ranks. Ooh. Like I think we're going to see an explosion from Good Alvin Kamara this year. I mean, on pace for over 90 receptions last year, obviously limited by the MCL sprain and the high ankle injury. The dude isn't putting in work this offseason. He looks healthy in, in things that I've seen from a movement quality analysis. And, you know... Like, the dude is just locked in as a PPR asset. And if you're doing any non- non-PPR, I mean, first off, what are you doing? Second off, like, that matters so much for CMC, right? We talked about it. I think Alvin Kamara is going to push him for receptions this year because it's obviously Michael Thomas. Jared Cook doesn't really get a lot of targets. He gets touchdowns. And I'm not really sold Emmanuel Sanders is going to be that big of an impact on Alvin Kamara's receiving game work. So... For me, he could potentially be this team's number two target in the receiving game. Great offense. Yeah, I- I'm rising on Alvin Kamara even more than I thought I would be at this point in the season.
0: Uh, from a targets and receptions perspective, it would not surprise me if he's a number two option. From a yards and touchdowns perspective, it would surprise me. Like, I think he'll get plenty of dump-offs and hit 81 catches as he does every year. Every single that'll year. that'll probably <laughs> be more than Emmanuel Sanders. But Sanders, I think, is going to end up with more <laughs> yards. Having said that, Listen, everybody sees the first three we mentioned as their own tier, I think. Can we agree on that and then now we're starting a new tier more or less? I think people general probably consensus? have general consensus. CMC by himself. Sure, sure, sure. That that's fair too. But those three are like the the could be RB1s tier.
2: Like the RB1. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: I think that's probably consensus. Yes. I personally think Kamara belongs there. I, I agree. So I
0: I think Kamara and I'm going to keep saying it because that's yeah, how we see just... the NFL network. So, sorry, Kimara, We're to just sorry. say it differently. Well, no. <laughs> I, one of him and his mother says it one way. One says the other way. So, it doesn't really matter. What, what's the, so, the, N- just, the
2: NFL network I is Camara. Yes. NFL ne- okay. Yes. We okay. have to
0: say Camara. It was very hammered into us right in the beginning. Then I will, um, I will go that route. I trust the network. Anyways, he is probably the low-key best chance at being the RB1 because we know he has a touchdown upside. He did it in his first two seasons. We know he has a receiving upside. He's done that every year with 81 catches every year. And he's one of the best pure-looking runners with the football in his hands in the game. Like, it is nearly impossible to tackle Avin Kamara. So, I don't think I can get him higher bets, but to your point, like, I kind of want to. Like, I just wish I could rank him, Zeke, and Saquon almost as their own two A, B, and C situations.
2: I'm I'm really surprised because I I really thought that for you Dalvin Cook was gonna be three or four like I, well, I thought I can't, I can't
0: I can't because of the current situation we'll okay. get to that in the in a second we'll okay get, we'll, all right that we'll, will be broken down
2: we'll get there so for me for Alvin Kamara one we we've talked about it a couple times over the last few months Alvin Kamara um, has had <laughs> just a a, a freak outlandish touchdown drought last season, in the middle of the year. Um, we had change in quarterback play. Uh, we had Alvin Kamara battling his, his own issues. Um, he still had exactly 81 receptions, which he's done now his first three seasons in the NFL, which is so weird. Um, there, uh, I don't know how many of our listeners are baseball people. Uh, Chris Davis for the Oakland Athletics has hit exactly mm. two forty seven. Mm-hmm. For like, for, like, three or four seasons as well. So, like, yep. you have Alvin Kamara and Chris Davis that both have that, like, weird anomaly in their stat line, and it's really cool. But to me, I think that this is the year that Alvin Kamara surpasses 100 catches. Like, Ooh, I think, I I think that that happens this year. It was really tough for me between he and Zeke because of that catching ability and the absolute positive regression that he's going to have in terms of the touchdown category. Mm -hmm. Um, If Alvin Kamara finishes as the running back two, I'm not going to be shocked. The running back one is within the realm of possibility for him if things don't go well for Christian McCaffrey. So he's an absolute bona fide stud. Excited to get him back there. They're like doing kind of the whole last dance thing with Drew Brees. Down there in New Orleans for one more season. And uh a healthy Drew Brees is really good for Alvin Kamara. So I, I think it's all systems go. This dude's a lock, he's a stud, and he's going right now at like the late first round. Like like I've seen him fall between like the 108 and the 110 in drafts. And that's just easy money for me. Easy to to take him right there.
1: Yeah, I mean if that's if that's happening, sign me up for whatever that league is because hmm. Right. Yes, please. Right. Um, yeah, no, I think that he deserves top five consideration, without a doubt, in your draft, considering the wide receiver position as well. Um, real quick, before we move on from Alvin Kamara, uh, Okada, have you finished your projections for the Saints? I have not. John, I don't think you have yet. I haven't yet. Okay. I haven't projected for 93 receptions this yep. year, Woo! so 100 is very close. And by the way, listeners, if you would like access to our full statistical projections, they're available soon. In the month of July, probably, uh, on Patreon.com slash pod is where to find those. All right, boys, on to running back five in the ranks. I've got him at six. John has him at six. Okada, you have him at five. This is the king, King Henry, Derrick Henry himself. Uh, Man, what is there to say? I did an interview with Tron Davenport, ESPN NFL Nation reporter for the Titans, this past offseason. And I don't know how else there is to describe it. Because he did it perfectly. He literally said, man, this dude is a unicorn. He is just not like any other back in the NFL. And he's unreal. So, you know, it's it's a great offensive line. It's a system built around Derrick Henry. He's going to rush for, you know, over 300 carries. But I think the only knock that I have him as a mid-range RB1. Is just, you know, we saw his, his season last year. And he finished as the RB7 in PPR. Like, if he doesn't catch the football. He's not getting in the top 5. So, that's why I'm a little bit lower. I assume you guys are the same on that one.
0: Yeah, more or less, um I would say that he is the highest one of the highest rushing upsides, if not the highest rushing upside running backs in fantasy, mm-hmm. and would have legitimate R the RB1 potential if he started catching the ball. And for the It doesn't record, even have
2: to be a lot. Like it does he doesn't no, even need a Tuffy 30 catches with 30, 30 to 40. Yes. Just, just give him that. Now, oh.
0: I will say, his targets have gone up each season of his career. 15, <laughs> <like two>. 17, <laughs> 18, 24. Upward no, trend. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I will say All about right. the situation.
1: <laughs> Projecting for 25 yeah, okay. targets, lock it in. <laughs>
0: um, 17 Throwing catches. the ball to Derrick Henry has shown proven success it has it works you throw him a screen and no person out there on the outside can tackle him it is clear and obvious football 101 so i still don't understand why they don't do it more often maybe they will figure it out this year and he'll finally get those extra targets i'm not sure but i don't think he can be any worse than he was from a target perspective and he was still the rb7 so i think that i i he could be anywhere between five and seven-ish, and this is perfectly fine.
2: To me, Derek Henry is like the Russell Wilson of the quarterbacks. Like, hmm. you know he's gonna slot in, like, right there in the middle, but because of one reason or another for either one of them, like they're they're not gonna hit that like very, very top hmm. end. Of, of the production. For Russell Wilson, it's the system and not having the volume. For Derrick Henry, it's just not being a factor in the passing game. And if you're in a PPR league, he's not going to ever be, in my opinion, a top three running back in a PPR setting because he just doesn't have the catching upside. He could very well win the rushing crown again back-to-back years. Could absolutely yep. happen this year. For sure. He could have 14 1,500 yards. Easy. But he's going to have like... 14 catches for 28 yards on, on top of that. And and it's going to be just absolutely infuriating. So yeah, I love Derrick Henry watching him run, watching that old school downhill ground and pound. We're going to throw the ball like nine games for an entire game. Just like my running back soul loves it so much. Like I'm just, I'm like, thank you for doing something that the NFL is trying to tell people that, that doesn't win games. And then you go in and you knock off the Patriots and the Ravens in the playoffs with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Like, I loved it so much. It was just, you know what's going to happen. They're going to line him up. you going to turn around and hand it to Derrick Henry. He's going to bulldoze somebody. Stiff arm Earl Thomas into oblivion deep downfield. Like, I just, I love it so Get much. Get Earl. Get body. Like, watching him play is is absolutely fantastic. Um, but, yeah, he he's, in my opinion, always going to be, like, right there in that mid-running back range. And, by the way, if he can just start a season well. Nope. Like, if he can just start. It, it ain't happening. If he can start a season as, like, at least a running back two, that'd be great. Like, I would love that. But he just sucks in September for whatever reason. And, you know, go out and get him. Go out and trade for him, like, October 1st. Because the rest of the year, he's going to just cook for you. It's it's fantastic. I love Derrick Henry.
1: Yeah. Um, Derrick Henry would have been unstoppable in, like, 1997. Oh, yeah. Like old school. Like, it is so good. You know, run the ball on first, second, and third down. Maybe throw it once or twice here. Imagine there. Like,
2: Derrick Henry with he, Pete Carroll. is
1: so old school. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it would be fantastic. He'd have 1,800 <laughs> run, rushing yards. Run, 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 <laughs> run. Every day every every down. It's down, a four-down back. All right, boys, this is where I think the discussion gets interesting. Now, this player, we are all high on, and it's interesting when you see the kind of consensus rankings come out. And by the way, um, if you want access to the rankings, John's are now live as well. Okada and mine went up on Monday. We now have the positional ranks up on the site. Our top 200 overall is for the Patreon crew only. Those are going up soon. Um, but anyway, back to the running back ranks Number six, guys, we have Kenyon Drake. Now, he is seven for Okada, seven for John, eight for me. But because of kind of how the other rankings work out, he comes in as six on the consensus ranks. Um, Fellas, I'm going to kick it over to you guys first because I want to hear what you have to say about Kenyon Drake. I've got some thoughts and some stats to back it up. But I want to hear what are your thoughts on Kenyon Drake in 2020? uh
0: they're pretty good they're pretty good thoughts (laughs) bets pretty Um, happy thoughts listen all right listen he they're they're pretty good hashtag analysis all right he got he got (laughs) traded around week eight started playing for the cardinals in week nine over the remainder of the season his full season pace was 1286 rushing yards 342 receiving yards on 56 catches and 16 touchdowns.
2: Yeah, buddy. That is
0: that is top three. Yes, please. Top that three. is top three tight numbers right there from, from the smallish half a season sample size that we got with him on the Cardinals. That was a Cardinals offense that was not yet hitting on all cylinders, that had not fully Ooh. unlocked Kyler Murray, that did not have DeAndre Hopkins on it, that had a first-year head coach. We've talked about what we like seeing in Kyler Murray going into this second season with Kingsbury. Almost all of that translates over to Kenyon Drake as well. I would not surprise me if he hit those exact same numbers over the course of this full season and is a top three running back. Woo! It's a little bit less safe because we don't have a long track record with him like we do with Zeke or Kamara-ish. I mean, we don't have too long of a track record with Kamara. But,
2: yep. It, we saw it. We
0: saw it on tape. We saw it in the stats. It was gorgeous and productive for fantasy, and I'm going to be drafting him everywhere. Yes, please. So, yes. I now, it.
2: I will bring up just one thing. Like if if I have to throw a little bit of cold water somewhere, here's one of my nope, concerns. Won't allow I it. know. I know. So, week 12 and 13 last year. Uh week 12 was against the Rams. Uh, week 13 was against Pittsburgh they were trailing basically the entire game in both of those games mm. um, in other games we saw him have 15, 16 22 up to 24 carries of course his best game of the season came at Seattle I was watching it was painful as hell 166 yards and two touchdowns are you kidding
1: that's when he broke into yeah, the safe and stole all the it
2: money crank it open it was ridiculous Yep. <laughs> but he had two games where they were trailing most of the game. His carry total in those games were 13 and 11. His yardage, 31 and 37. No touchdowns. Um, he did get involved in the passing game, which which made me happy. He had the five targets uh, against the Rams and then three the next week. But his yardage output in back-to-back weeks was between like 50 and 60 total yards with no touchdowns in a, in a bad game script. So... If I'm going to throw cold water somewhere, I'm a little concerned about that because they, they kind of abandoned him and decided to put it into Kyler's hands when when the game script was was not in his favor. But I love what I saw the other weeks. His usage was great. His ability to break long runs in, in that r- rushing scheme uh, worked out really well for him. Um So, I love Kenyon Drake. Obviously, I've got him ranked right here at at seven, right below this spot. Um, But I do have a little bit of pause about that negative game script kind of narrative for him. And I have a child that's awake, so give me two seconds.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's totally fair and would be a big concern, depending on what you expect from the Cardinals this year. Because I expect an 8-8 and plus team. I think they are going to be good. Not necessarily great. I don't think they're going to win the division. They're not going to be the 49ers necessarily for the division championship. But but they were a 5 and 10 team last year and 2 and 6 in the time that Drake was there. They're going to be better than a 2 and 6 projected team in 2020, I believe. So, even if we do expect to see him maybe drop out a little bit, which by the way is the case for most running backs uh in games that they're losing heavily, I'm a little less
1: concerned if I'm projecting their team to be a little bit better. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, you know, the other thing, too, to just say about this backfield in general is I I like Kenny Drake's talent. But to be truthful with you guys, it doesn't matter. Like, whoever is running the ball for this offense is who you want in fantasy. Um, We saw Chase Edmonds come out from weeks five to seven. Here were his finishes. Running back 13, running back 15, running back one with 34 fantasy points. Mm. So... Kenyon Drake is obviously, I think, a better running back than Chase Edmonds, but I've said this before on the podcast. I truly believe it. If you leave your Drake leave your Drake, leave your draft with Kenyon Drake, you need to leave your draft with Chase Edmonds yes, because do. it doesn't matter who's back there, you plug him in and you're gonna to get top fifteen production on most weeks. So, um I just want to put that out there. The other thing that I love about the Cardinals in general ran league high 33% of the time was the most for wide receiver sets. You have DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, you have yeah. uh, Larry Fitzgerald, you have Christian Kirk, and whoever their four is. Uh, yeah, Can you guys even name the starting tight end right now without looking? No.
0: Nope. Don't care. It doesn't
1: matter. It's Max Williams, by the way. But No, no. Um, we're not going to use it them. Doesn't it doesn't matter, doesn't matter, right? They no. don't really use them. And those lanes, you just put four corners out on the field with the safeties. You can't stuff the box. He, he's going to have so many lanes he's, to run yeah. through. So, yes, please. I'm in on Kenyon Drake this year. Uh, obviously, you guys are as well. Fellas, this is a good stopping point to pause and have a word from our sponsor. Um, this sponsor, guys, I, I feel like our listeners just need to get in there and get this product, man. It's so good. Okada and I and John have just kind of built built, you know, relationships with these people that we like to support good products. TrophySmack.com mm. is the place for fantasy football trophies, draft boards, rings, belts. You name it, they have it, and it is the best in the industry. Here's what you do. smack.com. You go in there, you find um, a belt that you like, you find a trophy you like, you've got a draft coming up maybe in July or August, and you know what? You're a commissioner of two leagues, so what do you do? You're not going to buy two trophies, which you could do if you want, but you're going to add a championship ring to your cart. Enter code REDSHIRTS at checkout. You're going to get that ring faux-free with free. our code REDSHIRTS. Check that out. Uh, we will put the link in the YouTube description, Okada will put it in the podcast description as well for you guys. Check it out. Awesome products. We love trophy smack.
0: Uh, do you guys right, have on your coast the mattress commercial guy who says, Oh, your mattress is free. <laughs> no, we uh, do not. Well, <laughs> any Californians out there listening will understand that every time you say this about trophy smack, I think so free. in my mind,
2: your rig is free.
1: <laughs> See, I always
2: I always think of uh free ninety nine. Um, any time that that comes up. Oh, that's, yes. That's my go-to reference there. Uh, it really is great. There I you mean, and you can also just pretend that you won your league, which is awesome. Uh, so just keep keep that <laughs> just ring. And just ring. be like, yeah. look, I won. Don't do that. I got, I got seven rings. Yeah, because you're bottom four for seven years in a row. Congratulations.
1: <laughs> we also, by the way, um, got a free ring from Trophy Smack last year to give away to the winner of the Listener League, um, which we'll probably do again this year. So stay tuned mm. for that. All right, boys, on to running back seven. And, you know, this is not accurate, I don't think, because Okada has Dalvin Cook way too low. But he said before we started recording, this would be way higher if he wasn't in the middle of a holdout. Okada, over to you, man.
0: Yeah, listen, let's be clear. You guys are doing it wrong and I'm doing it right. Let me explain why. Right now, these rankings are useful for people who are drafting and redraft. And if they're drafting and redraft right now, they should not be drafting Dalvin Cook as the fifth running back off the board. Why? Because there's too much risk
1: there. I would no there's a good chance no, of him
2: holding out. He's coming back.
1: No, there's not. You're you're wrong. He needs he's coming to through that season. There is he has no to be there. In no, I,
0: I'm not saying he's not going to. I believe he is going to, but there is still a risk that he misses a few
2: games percentage what do nope. you say
0: he can accrue the season without without missing or
2: with missing a few games percentage percentage chance for you that he misses any games uh any 15 15 percent 15 is enough for you to drop him down three or four rankings because yes because right now if you're
0: drafting you're not drafting dalvin cook in the second round like you would otherwise it's too much of a risk However,
2: what, let's put all that aside. I would absolutely <laughs> take him in the second. Are well, you kidding? F-
0: okay, you know what that is? That's the that's the philosophy all the Le'Veon Bell owners had two years ago.
1: Oh, no. Yes, stop! It is. No. What are no. you talking about? Dude, it's the exact trash. same thing. We crash. You oh, and I were screaming from like what was it saying? Screaming from the mountaintops yes. that Le'Veon Bell was not going to be good in the year he came back from the holdout.
0: I'm talking about no. the year that people thought he was not going to hold out. And then he did. Oh, in Pittsburgh. Yes.
1: I see. Okay. Everybody see drafted him.
0: No, he'll be back. And two weeks into the season. No, he'll be back. He has to accrue the season. No. Seven weeks <laughs> into the season. Oh, wait. He's not going to accrue the season. He's going to actually hold out. <laughs> our, we screwed ourselves in the second round. When is the season? That's is- what happened with Le'Veon Bell. Right. Until and that, guess what? Until we know that's not going to happen with Dalvin Cook, you have to adjust your ranking.
2: And guess what but Cook learned from that situation? is That, if that you, you can do- get paid by the Jets to the next year. <laughs> Fifty million dollars. No. What do you mean? The amount of money that he <laughs> lost from the season that he didn't play, he d- he, d- he didn't make it up by getting the contract the next year. No. It was terrible I advice. I think it was, a, was terrible it was advice choice. for Bell. It was terrible yes. advice for Gordon, who just got but usurped. He did he go get the contract? As that's did Gordon. That's like, oh my gosh, that's like walking away with a participation trophy. It's like and again, I'm so you glad. Don't have to hold out- even I'm if he so has glad I got a shiny year, little toy after this he game. He could pull a
0: Melvin Gordon, and you were not happy drafting Melvin Gordon in the second round either. No. And Melvin Gordon got his season and his next contract and got his paycheck I for think, most of the year.
1: Listen. I think we can agree. None of this is really this important. This would not be... This would not be the ranking if we exactly. there's no holdout so let's news. let's talk about that. He would that. easily be top. Yes. What, where would you have him? None
0: of us think he's actually going to. Once we hear the news that he is going to be safe, he's going to start the season and not going to miss five or six games, he would be my, my RB4 above Kamara, which would be now, higher than either of you guys.
2: Yeah, he's, so, he's, he's slotted for me exactly where he is if nothing changes between now and August. Agreed. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to be the That's RB5 for me. Between now and August, if if we go, guess what? He's they're they're giving him a contract extension. And he's coming back, or they're gonna play hardball, and he's gonna be forced to basically come back anyways because we saw what at just what happened last year. At what point of
0: no contract does he start to fall in your
1: rankings? Like mid July, no mid to late like
0: July, no contract talk at all for me. Well, no, just no no contract existing. they still. I, I still think he comes back.
1: I think it's I okay, think so it's win a bluff. Then. Week one? Yeah, it's a bluff. When does he fall? It's a bluff. Check back on the site the day before the season starts. I think drop Melvin a Gordon has Racing shown story. otherwise,
0: John. You can't trust these <laughs> running backs anymore.
2: I don't think that Dalvin Cook is gonna look at what Melvin Gordon did last year and went, Wow, that was really beneficial and great advice. I should do the same thing. It he does got a contract. A cheap ass contract. Not remotely it's not cheap... close. It is. What was it? It's still got sixteen starter
1: money. He got started. Two years 16,
2: right? <laughs> eight per year? You think Dalvin Cook isn't worth more than eight a year? You no, don't think he definitely he, is. You don't think he's worth twelve? Like, like I think Tim, he's worth four. Well, I think he, he in the market
0: he's worth fourteen. He I wouldn't 14. pay him fourteen because I'm not gonna pay any running back that except maybe Christian McCaffrey. But in the current running back market, he should be top three. Agreed. But they're not necessarily gonna give him that money. And if they don't and he wants it. He might try to do what either Le'Veon Bell did, who then got the money he wanted, by the way, even though he didn't make up for that year. Or what oh. Melvin Gordon did, who then got decent money and is on a new team with a new oh, contract? Oh, congratulations, away from his Melvin, Melvin
2: Gordon! Congratulations on getting paid RB two money to go into a timeshare in Denver. You think that's what Dalvin Cook is after right now? Like, no, no I know what there's, Dalvin there's...
0: Cook is after is top dollar, and the Vikings aren't willing right. To pay and it. if that's they're not going to pay it
1: up front, right, he knows enough. that Alexander Madison is <laughs> sitting right behind nice him.
2: Show. Hold on, pet's <laughs> just two more seconds. He knows that Alexander Madison is sitting right behind him. Waiting for an opportunity to come in and take his job. If he doesn't, Alexander get, Madison is far less scary than Austin Eckler. I don't know about
0: that. I think Madison's a good running back.
2: No,
1: Madison is back. a much
0: better weapon than Alexander Madison. He's a
1: great slot receiver. All right, moving on, we have now lost all listeners because of YouTube bozos. Listen, this is the conversation is simple. If Dalvin Cooks in camp, he's going up to four for Okada. He's still going to be five for John and I. Big facts. He's an elite running back in fantasy. End of discussion. We'll see what happens. Next, running back on the list, we have another disagreement. Okada and I are smart, and we have Joe Mixon at 6 and 7, respectively. John is a hater and has Joe Mixon at 12. John, explain yourself.
2: Are you nuts? Remember that segment? That was a fun day. Um, (laughs) That was fun. (laughs) Joe Mixon, for me, has shown um, too much inconsistency in the usage and the way that they want to use him. It's in an offense that I don't trust with a rookie quarterback, a bad offensive line, and a division with a lot of really good defenses. I think that Joe Mixon is incredibly talented. I think he's a very good running back. Um, I'm not speaking to if I like him as a person, but as a running back, he's a very talented running back. Um if he was in a better situation he has absolutely top 5 ability in in this league. There's all kinds of different video clips of him creating yards out of absolutely nothing. I get it. I I'm I I'm that's fine. You guys were asking whether or not to drop him in the middle of last season. Should he be dropped straight up? Because through the first half of the season last year, he was like RB40+. plus, Like, he was absolute garbage because they didn't use him. It was not good. Not good. He was killing you last season. And then in the second half of the season, they went, oh, maybe we should give him the ball a little bit more. And they decided to give him the ball a little bit more. And it worked out really, really well. And he was very strong down the back half. I get that. That's why he's so ranked as an RB1 for me. I'm not saying he's RB28. Yeah, barely. Absolutely. I can make arguments for all the other guys that I feel much more confident about. You have a quarterback coming in, a rookie quarterback coming into camp that is not going to have the normal offseason program that we're used to seeing. A bad offensive line, great defenses in that division. This offense to me could absolutely be bottom three in the NFL. Like this offense could suck this could be what the Steelers looked like last year with Mason Rudolph and, no. and the dented head back there
1: I think that no dude don't even try to put Joe Burrow and Mason Rudolph in this <laughs> no 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 here's the even thing even in this here's off the thing season. no I
2: get it Joe Burrow much more talented than Mason Rudolph I'm I'm not oh son of a sorry about that I accidentally hit yeah camera <laughs> hello? Uh, dude, hello. you can still see the lovely <laughs> little uh avatar there um i can (laughs) fix that while i'm talking so for me um this is a situation yeah obviously joe burrow is a much much more talented quarterback i like him a ton as a prospect um still though expecting a rookie quarterback to come in and be the savior for an offense in the rookie season is tough it's a tough order that that's a lot to ask of someone um so I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see the the ceiling that you guys are seeing there. Um I still have him ranked as an RB one. I don't know why that's so terrible, but to rank him in the middle of the pack, to me, I just don't get it. I'm I'm not not in there. Uh I'm gonna leave the studio and come right back. So give me a
1: second. You guys go ahead. Okay. No worries. Um I love the fact that we were just talking to John and his <laughs> His little floating head on the screen was fantastic. Um, I was laughing the entire time. If you're on YouTube, you saw that. Um, Okada, I'll get rid of the overlay here so we can... Oh, no, he's back. Yep. John's back. No. There he is. Okada, do you want this one or do you want me to take it? Uh,
0: well, I will say this because you might actually might have a more vehement argument. So I'll bridge the middle ground and then you can take the other side because I actually don't have too much of a gap between Mixon and my next five guys. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, which is also a good burger place, by the way. Totally. I That's like some guys. a lot of these running backs in a, in a single tier, pretty much mm-hmm. the same, and it almost drops right. down to where John's ranking for Mixon is. So in that sense, like, I don't utterly hate it at all. Uh, I do have him ranked higher, and I think that the team that he's been on the last two years has been so do-do. It's still
2: going to be. That
0: it... <laughs> That saying that they're going to be, oh, he's going to be on a horrible team this year. He's been on a horrible team and has been producing our high in RB2, low in RB1 numbers for half a year. They were literally the worst team in the NFL last year. year. They're probably not going to be this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I get the concerns with the usage. Like it was just like every person watching football was like, why is he not getting the ball? They don't have playmakers. They don't have A.J. Green. You know, the line was struggling. Andy Dalton was struggling. Like, give him the the ball. But when they did, and maybe they look at that and they say, that's what we're going to do this year. I mean, the dude was unreal. After the bye week, I get it. running back nine, nine, 24, 15, three, 12. He got sick. So he was running back 32 in Miami in week 16. That killed you in championship week. But he was sick. Then running back three against Cleveland. So I get it. if he gets the ball, it's going to work. And now you have Joe Burrow, who, yes, he's a rookie. Yes, the offseason's weird. I totally agree with that. But, I mean, Andy Dalton wasn't lighting the world on fire last year, and they didn't have A.J. Green on the field at all. I'm not saying A.J. Green's going to be a huge fantasy asset, but he at least garners yeah. attention from a defense. And so it, I think the offense in general can't get worse, and we've seen what he can do in a bad offense. So that's why I've got him there at seven, but I agree with Okada. like The seven to 12 running backs yeah. are all very, very close to
0: me. Also, one other thing I'll throw in on Mixon, he had 45 targets last year. He should have 45 catches in a year. He is an extremely yeah. talented mm-hmm. pass-catching running back. So I expect them to be able to figure that out to some degree. Maybe having a rookie quarterback who just targeted the living daylight out of Clyde Edwards later in college will be a good True. part of that. He, he should have a lot more action in the receiving game based off his talent and skill set. So that could help him bump up a little bit.
1: I like it. Uh, On to running back nine consensus here is Josh Jacobs. Um, second year running back who I think you know we all like we all like the talent we all think he's very good Okada has him at 8 I've got him at 11 John's got him at 10 I'll just be real quick with my analysis Yep, this is Derek Henry like light basically if he catches the football he deserves to be in the top 6 uh, he's very good at ca- catching the ball he did it in college a ton but the Raiders, for whatever reason, are adamant about giving DeAndre Washington, Ugh. who is not with the team anymore, but had oh, more targets is. than than Josh Jacobs. They take uh, Limbouden Jr. and they've said he is a running back. He is going to play running back for us, and he is a pass catching athlete. Um, and they still have Jalen Rashard. So I'll believe it when I see it, and that's why I have him at eleven. But if he was catching the football, he'd be it running back six or seven for me.
0: Yeah, I think I'm buying in on Jacobs in a similar way that I'm buying in on Mixon. He's my RB8, so pretty much around here. Um, but I believe that the talent will win out for these guys and that their coaches are going to have to recognize it. Like I said about Derrick Henry, he should get pass-catching work because it's effective, because we've seen what happens when he gets...
2: Derrick Henry in a bubble screen is just but freaking I'm, lethal. He's a freight train running down hill. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's just Exactly, gross. and the corners out there no, are not going to tackle him. They're making business but, choices. But... <laughs> yes. But I
0: said that based off what we've seen occur when they target him on these two guys. I'm basing it off of how I know they are talented at catching the ball and should be high end 60, 70, 80 target type guys who can dominate in the receiving game. So I'm I'm you know projecting, let's say, for Jacobs and Mixon, higher end pass catching volume that will translate to high end RB1
2: production yeah i'm kind of with bets on this one i mean i've got him at the 10 uh below a couple other guys that one of them is just more of a prodigal running talent the other one i think will get the passing usage and that's basically the difference for why he's 10 instead of eight um but josh jacobs is incredibly talented he's a really good running back oh and he played through a a nasty shoulder for like half the season last year whatever it was and i'm sure bets can speak to that a little bit more if he wants to Um, And he's just gritty like that's that's an injury. I feel like that a lot of guys wouldn't have played. And Josh Jacobs as a rookie was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Like, just strap it up and and let's just get to work. And I love that about him. Like, I love that hard nosed mentality in a running back. You're not going to see this guy miss time very often, which is nice. He's okay playing banged up um i agree the inexplicable lack of usage in the passing game is the only thing that's holding josh jacobs down it just doesn't make any sense like it it, it's kind of like last year when david montgomery wasn't getting the carries when your quarterback is mitch trubisky it's like give him the ball give give him (laughs) give him the ball like with josh jacobs (laughs) the same thing it's like throw it throw it to jake just give him throw it to jacobs give him the ball it just it doesn't make sense from an outsider perspective. The Lynn Bowden Jr.'s uh, draft was a very interesting choice. It was almost like they were trying to place DeAndre Washington a little bit in that regard, which I didn't love, even though they're all saying, yes, we understand that Josh Jacobs needs to be involved in the passing game, and we're really excited to do it.
1: Sure. Okay, Bill.
2: We'll believe it when we see it. <laughs> um, but that's basically how it is. Like, okay, if he ends up getting six targets in a game in the first couple weeks, all right, cool. We might have something here, but if not, it's just like, okay, he's going to be similar to Derrick Henry, where it's going to be all dependent upon what he does in the rushing game. And I would love to see him get that usage in the passing game, like I was talking about. He did show it in college. He is talented at it. Give him the ball. Uh quick
0: note yeah. before we move on to running back 10. I have a proposition for the world. Every year, fantasy analysts... But the world? Yes, the world. The NFL, specifically. Every year, fantasy analysts rage about how dumb NFL coaches are. Why are you not doing this thing? We could run these teams better. And then, of course, the real NFL people say, you have no idea what you're talking about, you stupid Shut fantasy the front experts. door. You don't know how to run a football team. We know what we're doing. I propose that the last place team that fires their coach... Has to hire a bevy of fantasy analysts <laughs> to be the head coach for the following season. Let's just see how it
1: goes for one year. What do you have to lose? You're already a terrible team. So I love it. Can you imagine the three of us yes! with our headsets on? And oh yes! my god, Let's do it.
2: Uh, Spider Two wide Banana on three. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Right. Um, <laughs> but every play, Spider every Two White Banana. Uh, it's it's perfect. Um, it was actually really funny when everything was taking place. Uh, leading up to the NFL draft, which is right when coronavirus is kind of becoming a thing. And they were all, all trying to figure out what this is going to look like and what are we going to do about it. Um, and it's, you know, became apparent that everyone's going to be drafting remotely. It's like, that's literally what us fantasy people do, is draft yep. remotely. It was like every, every team itself, should have hired a fantasy football person to come in and just be like, this is like, I would navigate it like this, like not making their choices for them, but I feel like a fantasy. F- yeah. Here's, here's your queue. queue. Here's, here's how you your, your chat rankings. room. Here's where you're making your trade. Sure go- Jerry Jones had no idea how all no. that stuff worked, he, And he just told everyone, just just leave me alone. I'm just, I'm just taking yep. CD lamb yep. and that's it. We're moving on. Oh, CD lamb at 16. <laughs> CD lamb <laughs> coming to Texas. Like it was perfect, but yeah. Oh, love
1: it. Freaking great. All right, boys. On to running back number. 0, uh, where are we at? 10. Aaron Jones. Guys, last year was a revelation. A complete steal in fantasy drafts. I think we went like in the third fourth or fourth year. round. Like, huge steal. Finishes as RB2. Touchdown monster. I've got him at 13, so I'm definitely lower than you two. And John's got him at 8 and 9. And we've had this conversation before, so I don't know that we need to go into a lot of detail. But, you know, for me, it's just all about potential regression i don't love what the offense is cramming up your yeah, cram Le hole lafleur um, I, I need a shirt i need a shirt that says that uh, you Can know. we
2: work on that for our merchandising that we're talking yeah. about Okay. Make, make note of that yeah, we need a lafleur sure. shirt you, in, our, in our line of merch
1: yeah and and listen like i think we've talked about it you know aaron jones is going to still be very good for fantasy will he be fantastic and elite probably not especially considering the aj dylan selection The fact that I think the offense in general isn't going to be as good as it was last year. So that's why I've got him at 13. You know, my projections have him coming in at, at 11. So I ranked him a little bit lower just because of some small risk. But, you know, I could easily see myself by the time August gets here being like, you know what? Aaron Jones is just too good. He's going to produce no matter what and moving him into my RB1 ranks. But that's why I've got him at 13.
0: Yeah, we talked about this guy a bit back on the quarterbacks episode. We talked about Aaron Rodgers because we got sidetracked on Aaron Jones. Uh, And you guys need to acknowledge the touchdown regression and move him down from running back three who finished last year to around running back eight or nine, which is where he belongs. However, you should not do what my so-called expert analyst (laughs) co-host over here, Matthew Betts, has done and move him down to Uh. RB 13. Do you know how many touchdowns he would have to lose to drop from RB three to RB seventeen last year? I, I think it's seventy percent. Fourteen
2: point eight. He'd touchdowns. have to lose. He's not losing fourteen point eight year, touchdowns. Bets off of how many? Get what out of my face. Uh, uh, 19. twenty two. You're also
1: assuming the same exact production, the same exact I'm number of, saying, of carries, same no exact reason to number really of expect targets that to
0: change. If anything, why? They drafted AJ Mr. Dillon in Mike the second McCarthy round. Mike McCarthy is out of there and Mike McCarthy hurts running back, so you have to put the same flip side argument onto this.
1: Yeah, but they drafted AJ Dillon in the second round. They also drafted to <laughs> maybe
0: to replace Aaron Rodgers. LOL. They're just idiots. Like, I, I don't know Boom. what to yeah, do yeah, do it's about So them.
1: bad. Sorry to all the Packers fans yeah, out got there. Him. But. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, you have to. It's obviously about the statistical regression of what you think is going to happen. So, in my projections, I have him getting what is it, eight rushing touchdowns? How many total? But he probably only gets uh, yeah, I was going to say 11.
2: 12. That's too low. Uh, RB
0: 13 with but, 12 touchdowns. How do you even yeah. manage that? Or are you bet again? again he comes kid? in
1: at 11, but I'm risk because I see. there's a scenario where I don't. I'm still not convinced Matt Lafleur is a good coach. Like he could be like Aaron Jones. You did fantastic. We're inside the 10. Good job, buddy. Grab some pine. Come on in, AJ Dillon. Carry this ball for four yards and score a touchdown. It could happen. I'm just saying, like, that's in the range of outcomes. I don't trust Matt LaFleur. You mean the guy who took his team to a 13-3 record in the NFC Championship in his first year as head coach? The guy who ignored one of the best running backs in football for years in Tennessee? Well, not years. A year in uh, Tennessee? A <laughs> years. I don't know. I, that's, that's why I'm having a, a 13.
2: years. <laughs> Eight years. Eighteen years. <laughs> All right. So my. Oh, who's running back eleven? My are. turn. My turn. Running um, back eleven. You're wrong. Like a lot wrong. Hmm, Big wrong. Hi, running Big back eleven. <laughs> Here's the thing, Aaron Jones. We already have a bets bets on this. I think.
1: Do we? Oh yeah. What was it? Do you remember offhand? We do. Yeah. Yep. I do not. Uh, I think it. No, and I'd have to look it up. I think it was like running back finish like uh easy money. Eleven and a half or ten easy and a money. half or something something um, like that. So
2: Aaron Jones is the wide receiver too for the Green Bay Packers. Um also, also true. true. So congratulations, mm-hmm. you have Thick Freakness in your backfield now. Um hashtag thick freakness. Three C's, by the way, in case you're in case you're wondering where no, to put that. That 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 fell uh, so flat. No no, thick freakness. We lost that. No, no, long thick time, freakness is Jones. still a thing. That's absolutely a thing. I'm pretty sure you were rejected
0: on the Um, last. I was. I was not. I was not. It was a very close.
2: It was a very close race in that uh, in that (laughs) conversation. Uh Um, I think uh I had Cynthia Freeland's vote, which makes me happy. That's Um, true. Yep. So, anyways, you bring him in. They're going to learn really quickly that this guy is just not the dude. Like, congratulations, he's big, and that's why you drafted him because you think he's Derrick Henry. He's not Derrick Henry. Not even remotely close. No. Aaron Jones is arguably, in no. my opinion, a top five talent at the running back position in the NFL. I think no. that Aaron Jones is incredibly talented in multiple facets. Aaron Jones or Dalvin Cook? Talent? Pure talent. I'll yeah, give it pure talent. Talent. Dalvin. to Dalvin. Dalvin. To me, it'd be like okay. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon shot. Barkley, Ezekiel... Oh, maybe I have to go six, because Zeke Kamara and Dalvin Cook, in my opinion, I I think as a runner, Aaron Jones is better than Kamara, so that's an interesting conversation, but I feel like the two of them are actually very similar. If they were used similarly, we'd be talking about them, like, exactly the same. Like, I I feel like Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara both have very similar skill sets. Aaron Jones is much better downhill up the middle. He's a great up-the-middle runner, um, and that offensive line supports it, so... To me, Aaron Jones is gonna get heavily utilized in the passing game because they just don't have anyone else besides Devontae. So, like, it's I think that Aaron Jones, yeah, Literally Aaron no. Jones. To me, the receiving work we we've been talking about that over these last few running backs, and we're hoping that they get this, and we're we're hoping that they get back that. It's like, it's like screw that. In my in my opinion, Aaron Jones should probably have the fourth most receptions of any of the top twelve running backs. Like, I think that he's going to be incredibly heavily utilized in that way, and he gets targeted a ton in the red zone. So, yes, there might be times where they turn around and want to go A.J. Dillon for a thumper from one yard out, maybe. But if they're 8, 10, 12, 14 yards away from the goal line, those play calls, that play design, getting Aaron Jones the ball in space on a pass is what they love to do. They did it a ton last year. I loved him waving at the Dallas defender at the goal line, the game when he scored three touchdowns, or was it four? I can't remember. Um, so I, it was a, just Either an way, amazing awesome. game, amazing moment just by um, Aaron Jones is a stud. Yes, he's going to regress touchdown-wise. I still think him being at 12 to 14 all-purpose touchdowns is incredibly possible, and him finishing as a mid-range RB1 should be expected.
1: All righty, on to number eleven, and I'm kind of surprised. John and I both have Nick Chubb ranked at the same spot, and we've yeah. talked about this backfield a lot. And I have been, I guess, in our discussions, I've been the highest on Nick Chubb, but John and I both have him at nine. Okadig has him down at twelve. Um, you guys know how I feel about Nick Chubb. Yeah, John, I'm gonna kick back to you, man. What are your thoughts here with to the me? Nine
2: Nick Chubb was, I mean, we've talked about Nick Chubb. This was the toughest of the back end RB ones for for me to put a number on. Because he's an absolute stud as a runner. Um, He's incredibly talented. Um, I I love him as a pure runner. I think he's top five. Like Aaron Jones, all around skill set. Yes. Pure runner. Nick Chubb is an incredibly talented runner. He's really, really good. Um, So, and obviously we saw it last year and the fantasy production was there. And he finished as, uh, let's see, where was he? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He was RB8. Uh, last year on the season. And not far behind the guys that were in front of him. So he's incredibly talented. I'm really concerned about that backfield backfield split uh, with Kareem Hunt in the fold. We saw it for the last half of the season when Hunt was back. It really ate in, especially into the targets for Chubb, and that's really concerning. But to me, I do think that he's a a very, very talented back, and I think that what he's going to do on the ground and what he's going to do from a touchdown standpoint could keep him here as, in my opinion, a low-end running back one. I do have some very real concerns where I feel like it's possible that he finishes outside the top 12 to 14. I think that could happen, um, depending on how they use Kareem Hunt. But for now, and this is still early, it's June 23rd, it's my birthday, it's still very early, I could slide Chubb down... <laughs> I can do whatever
1: I want. I can do whatever but I want. I could, I could <laughs> potentially birthday.
2: see myself sliding Chubb down a little bit. Um, but I think the rushing totals give are going to give him a safer floor. So it, it was tough. I could have ranked him anywhere as low as 12. Um, but I decided to slot him in here because I th- I think that rushing that's upside, that, that floor of like, in my opinion, he's a 1,200-yard rusher. Like, that's what chubb is and i think that helps keep his ability right there as a low end back third of the running back one range
1: john you got to do one thing for me okay take a sip of your whiskey find a mirror look in it and say what the hell am i doing because you made a bet live on the show with Derek brown and myself that was the running back 12 and a half, and I'm you, still and Okada, screamed uh! over, and you ranked him I'm still there. at nine. Dude, you got to pick which one of the fence you're on, no, man. You got to pick a side. Like,
2: his floor is is like, I, I still like that bet. I'm fine with it. But to me, this was like, <laughs> it's still early. It's June. I need to give a little bit more thought to the people that are behind him. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Miles Sanders, <laughs> help potentially Jonathan Taylor. We'll see. Um, Get could potentially here. flirt with it. So no, no, no. Talk early. I mean, there's there's other running no. backs that are that are there that I think could potentially challenge him if if the backfield split goes really sour. So in my opinion, that's the only that's the only thing is the backfield split. If he's gonna come out there and he's gonna control the backfield for seventy percent of the time, then yeah, he could absolutely still finish as a high end RB one. So, that's going to be the driving factor. There's no way he does that. Yeah. I, I don't think so either. I think that, that Kareem Hunt's too talented. I feel like he's going to be involved. I think he's going to steal the passing work. So, um, it's it's very challenging. This is the hardest rank for me of this top tier running backs for where to put. I still stand by my bets bets that RB 12.5, I think he's going to finish lower than that.
1: All right. Well, your rankings, otherwise, just also saying. in my defense uh,
0: right. <laughs> on my ranking, which does have him at twelve, Dalvin Cook is at 15, yes. So when Dalvin Cook signs, he will move in, and Chubb will move out. So he will be outside of twelve and a half. Also, in Got case it. you guys didn't listen to the previous episodes where we talked about Nick Chubb, you should go back and find them. But a very brief summary: Yes, he was at an RB, the RB eight last year, but he was the RB twenty three after Kareem Hunt came back. It is a huge,
2: huge.
0: Pain in Nick Chubb's. Fine. Thoughts. I
2: just moved Chubb. I just moved Hunt Chubb to
0: fourteen. <laughs> oh!
1: live, Six spot drop. Live rankings adjustment. Uh, uh, that was episode one forty four, by the way, for listeners. We talked about offenses to target listen to it. with Derek Brown. Um go listen to it.
0: Nick Chubb, uh I agree with John's point that Nick Chubb is arguably a top five pure yep. running running back in the NFL. However, if you ask me who's the better overall running back, I legitimately would lean towards Kareem Hunt. He is that good. That's so good,
2: dude.
0: I'll summarize with this, and then we can move on. I don't hate Nick Chubb. Right now, he's just in my RB1 territory and will be probably RB13 when Cook comes back, which is a very good ranking, and you should draft him. Except, psych! He's going as the RB8. (laughs) There's no question in my mind that he's the worst value in the first two rounds right now. I am not drafting him anywhere until that ADP falls because people get it through their heads that Kareem Hunt is yeah. good. All right, we can go to our. I, I talk myself... That is I Mr. Austin... Okay. <laughs> I think Excellent. we can about it,
1: <laughs> sure. Austin Eckler comes in at 12. The last running back we'll talk about tonight. We have this perfectly in order. Okada's at 10. John's at 11. I'm at 12. We're kind of all in the same range with this guy. Mm-hmm. I think... The ceiling is higher than our ranking. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree on that. But there's major concern about, is he going to catch as many footballs as he did last year? I say, probably not. And that's why I've got him at 12.
0: Honestly? I mean... Honestly, it's worth oh. asking why Eckler is not higher in any of our rankings.
1: Because he was... It's because Phillip Rivers isn't standing there... That's true. ...literally handing the ball off one yard down the that's field. True. It's,
0: there, that's true. There why is a chance he loses some receiving work, but... He was also not as productive when Melvin Gordon came back, and Melvin Gordon is now gone, and all there is is a rookie Josh Kelly there and potentially Justin Jackson, who clearly could not beat Austin Eckler out for the work when he had the chance to. So there's a very good chance those balance out, and he finishes much higher than this. I think, to your point, his ceiling is quite a bit higher than our ranking, and I might try to get him up a little bit. I don't really know if I can. Like, Jacobs and Mixon are a little bit above him, and Aaron Jones – they're all kinds of similar players that I think probably have higher rushing floors and oh, better. Easily, uh, they're not even better offenses actually. They're kind of all the same. They're all, they're all in a similar place. Again, I said it. I said it like half an hour ago. RB six through twelve are all the same <laughs> thing. So there you go. That's why yes. I have Austin yeah. Yeah, to
2: here. me, it's because Austin Eckler Love is it. a receiver. He's he's not a running back. Like how. You, he he is like, listen, he's a better running back than like Tariq Cohen. He's a better running back than Naheem Hines. He's a good running back. He's fine. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. No, <laughs> I like I like <laughs> Austin Eckler so much the person. Uh, undrafted free agent, carved out his role, waited his chance. Melvin Gordon made a stupid decision, and he freaking took over. And he was fantastic because of his passing. Yes, he work. did. His rushing work was not all that amazing. It really wasn't. The the stats aren't there for it. You're looking at Austin Eckler last year, who, by the way, finished as the RB3. So we're talking about ceiling. His ceiling's there. His ceiling is a top five PPR running back. Absolutely. Like, Mm -hmm. that could absolutely be the case. But if you're looking at what he did on the season, like, rushing totals, week, let's see, five through eight. You want to know how many yards he had each game? Seven. 14, 7, 3. He's used great. as a receiver. Yeah, Solid. super stoked. We're, we're, we're hap- hyped on that. <laughs> he was used as a receiver, and he was a great threat that way. And when he gets the ball into his hands in space, he makes people miss, and he does a great job. But it's not because of his rushing ability. Like He had a couple games where he broke a super long run, and it made his rushing stats look a lot better than they were. But most of the time, his work is yep. in the passing game. PPR, he's great. He's good. He was last year. I'm concerned that takes a pretty big step back um, with a new quarterback under center because it's not Philip Rivers anymore. I still believe in Austin Eckler, the talent, and he's the guy now without Melvin Gordon in the picture. So that target share is going to still be there. His usage is still going to be there. His, you know, all-around presence in the red zone is probably still going to be there, so I like him still. His ceiling is super, super, super high if everything goes right. His floor is also super, super, super low if things don't go right. So Austin Eckler is kind of a concerning yep. back-end RB one for me.
1: I would agree with that, fellas. What a show! Mm. What a Thanks, birthday sir. show mm. for John. Um, top twelve hey, way, running what back guys- rankings. Hopefully, listeners had fun. Go ahead. Oh, gosh. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil Uh, it. Because we're going to talk about that on the next show. We're talking about running backs 12 or 13, I guess, to 24. I'm the lowest,
0: if that helps.
1: Spoil it. He's in the the top 24 for all of us. We'll talk about it on the next show. (laughs) Listeners, subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe in your podcast app to listen to that show. Because I guarantee you, we're going to talk a lot about Jonathan Taylor (laughs) on that show. Um, Also, don't forget... Wish John a happy Thank birthday you. on Twitter at Dynasty Beard. Okada is at Matt Okada. I am at The Fantasy PT. Follow the show at Redshirts FF Pod. Until next time, we are the Redshirts.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Redshirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at Redshirts FF Pod and check out our website, RedshirtsFantasyFootball.com.